1: Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1
0: Now today's guest is from Dublin City Centre a hero in the North Inner City when she was crowned world boxing champion she should now be doing final preparations for the Tokyo Olympics but of course they've been deferred until next year it's a pleasure to welcome Kelly Harrington so Kelly the Olympics gone how, how have you coped with that? <sighs>
1: It's been grand, Des. That's being honest with you. Um, I've just accepted it, really, and it's just disappointing that I didn't get to get the first qualifiers out the way. I feel like uh, I have a debt hanging over my head. I feel like I owe someone <laughs> something, like you know, when you owe your mate a fiver or something. <laughs> that's what I feel like I owe something. But um, I mean, look, everyone's in the same boat, so it's it's not too bad. We'll we'll just we'll get on with it and we go again.
0: Yeah, just to explain that for people who don't follow closely. Pre the Olympics, there were to be qualifiers for the Olympics, which Kelly would have been competing in, but they got delayed as well. So there's no dates reset for those or anything yet, Kelly, is there?
1: No, we haven't heard anything, but we had a, a Zoom team meeting there uh, the other day with, with Bernard and he was saying, because uh, he's the high performance manager, he was saying that um, January possibly like will be when we're back out again. So still a long time away a long time without competition so i don't know what'll happen in the meantime but august is like i think it's the 10th of august or something is the is going to be the phase where we can get back out training and stuff like and i don't know if we'll be able to spar or anything but we'll be able to get back in a club like out yeah. of the institute you
0: know so in the in the just explain the institute for people the the high performance group of boxers under Bernard Dunn. explain what that does in normal times
1: so it, it's just, it's a, it, it's for high-performing athletes, really. Um, and we're out there Tuesday to Friday, and we do two sessions a day. So it could be, one day could be strength and conditioning session in the morning and a boxing session in the afternoon. It could be bags and pads. And the next day could be running in the morning with some sparring or some technical work, you know, and it's kind of like that throughout Tuesday to Friday and a Monday we'll do our own club we go to our own club my club is St Mary's in tallah uh, but that, that's what the Institute is and it, you have everything out there with high performance coaches physios, nutritionists uh, you have everything out yeah. there really
0: and it's and a mixture, the rest- sorry it's a mixture of the fellas and the girls and you're all geared towards the international competition so when that is gone like it is now how have you coped and what do you do for training now?
1: Not going to lie, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, I'm loving not being out there. Like, it's it's nice. Like, I, like, like I've been out there for the last, since it's opened up, really, I think, in 2016. And it's just nice. Uh, I know this probably sounds terrible, but it's nice not being around a team and not being in that setup. Um, I'm enjoying having a bit of normality in my life uh, and, and going back to work and I'm working and... Do my own bit of training and stuff at home. Like I, I feel like I have a bit more of a normal life now than I ever did when when I was a, when when the COVID wasn't on. If that makes any sense. Whereas most people are like, oh, they've no normality anymore. Whereas I feel like I'm I'm gaining a bit of normality from not being out in the institute and being able to go back to work and stuff. You know. So it's kind of a reverse effect on me. For yeah. me, like.
0: Because it's full on out there, is it full on competition training?
1: It's very, very full on. You're, 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 you know, you're just a different person. You're on edge all the time. You're in competition mode all the time, and um, you're looking after your diet. Not that like we're, we're not doing that at the moment, like, but you're really looking after it because you're you're making weight all that. Like you're making weight, you have to be close enough to your weight when you're boxing as well. Um, it's like. It's it's full on. Mm.
0: So in a way, you, it, it, this will be refreshing for you. You anyway. I don't know about the others, but you'll you'll come back fresher. You think then in the back of this break?
1: Yeah, that's like like I am still training at home on my own, and I'm I'm still doing the same amount of training. It's just not competitive because I don't have my team members there, so I don't have that competitive edge, like we're we're running and you know all that kind of stuff. But I am still training, but uh, I do feel like I will come back fresher from it. I hope, anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a break that I'm, I'm kind of uh, enjoying.
0: And and what kind of training can you do in your own?
1: I have I have a bag out me back there, so I've been doing. The, I've been now hitting the bag, and I have Mandy, my partner. She's doing pads with me and, uh, watching me doing skill boxing. So she's kind of. Correcting me when I'm... School of boxing is shadow boxing, basically. Sorry, without having, like... So it's shadow boxing, it's like, basically, <laughs> boxing the shadow, basically. and um, Doing all the techniques and stuff. So she's watching me doing that and correcting me. So if she sees me hands dropping or, you know, little things where I'm not moving my feet and stuff, she's, she's like, coaching me on that. So, uh, yeah. So I kind of still have a coach in Mandy here, like, but it's, it's hard as well, like, for her to be coaching me and then living with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: obviously, because um, tensions could arise or whatever if you, you, you're getting tired <laughs> and cranky or whatever. And listen, let's go. Your first musical choice brings us back to your childhood, I take it. Would
1: Saturday yeah. night. You know, I, I play that all the time I've been playing that in the gym when I'm training and everything and I listen to it when I'm running and all I absolutely love that song who doesn't love that song do you know you love that song I bet
0: you I do love that song well it's so catchy isn't it
1: it's so catchy I, I could only picture you now doing the whole dance to that dance
0: <laughs> there was a time I was quite good at that in Lanzarote or wherever we were but anyway with my daughter but it, so did it come out when you were a youngster
1: Uh well I was only thinking of this. When was that out? Like I think it 1994. was nineteen ninety
0: four.
1: Ninety four, yeah. I had to um, look it up now.
0: That wasn't off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> you telling
0: pies <porcupines laughs> now. Go
1: on. <laughs> um yeah, no, I love, like, that's just a class song. And I just, it takes me back to it, sitting in the kitchen, uh, I mean, Maz there on Portland Row, and my little cousin Kirsty coming down. And that I don't know why that song is always in my head. And every time I hear it, it brings me back to this, like, but um, sitting in the kitchen and getting the rags in me hair. I don't know, uh, do you ever hear of the, getting the rags in your yeah, hair? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the curly hair.
1: Yeah, so they, they ripped the, the sheet up. Well, this is what my ma used to do. Anyway, she used to like she'd have a bed sheet and she'd rip it up. Now she'd keep the same sheet, like you know, for doing your hair. But uh, uh-huh. rip it up and put it in your hair, and then the next day you'd be going to mass. So you'd have your you'd be getting the curlers in your hair, the rags in your hair for Sunday for when you're going to your choir practice on Sunday <laughs> but I always remember that song and you'd be, we'd be dancing around the kitchen myself and my little cousin Kirsty to that, doing the dance of it and it just, it's, a, it's a good memory song and it's one of the songs that stick in me head like Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1
0: So Kelly, growing up in in the north inner city and by your own, it was happy times but by your own expression you, you, were, you were a divil at times
1: yeah, um, I I'd say like when I was around fourteen, I was heading down the wrong road, and um, it was tough for me, Matt and Dad, and and so on, and uh, I was getting into trouble and stuff. And I suppose I I knew I needed to change. So then I got got involved then in boxing, yeah. and that's what that's what had changed. That's what had uh, kind of put me on the straight and narrow. Then really, and I'm- people think oh could you be doing when you're 14 like you know like you weren't but I was like and like I'm not going to say what it was but mm. I know I was going down the wrong road and anyone from the inner city who knows me they all know and I, I turned it around like and I'm proud of myself and I'm just glad that me me ma and dad can look at me now and say Jesus like all she has accomplished in life and what she will possibly accomplish to, what she, to the road that she was going down, like, it's a massive, massive, massive change, like, and a turn in the road, like, and it's if I could do it, then anybody can do it, really, if you want to do it.
0: Well, it's a great story, but, and you could, just couldn't adapt to school at all, could you not?
1: No, no, uh, school, like, so school is, it's not for everybody, like, and I just wasn't, it just wasn't for me whatsoever. So I ended up, uh, out of school and into youth reach, I went. Uh, I done me me junior certain youth reach
0: actually. Uh, tell and us about youth reach.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's an organisation. So if you like, it's for you, you. have to be over sixteen to get into it, and uh, you get you also get paid for being in. So that's another incentive to to go to turn <laughs> up. So you do get paid to go. Um. And I absolutely loved it. There was like we went out hiking and stuff once a week. You do you do cooking classes and baking classes, drama classes. It was just it was absolutely brilliant. It was everything that I loved and what I needed really. And it, like it wasn't as a. Uh, school where you're sitting down and the teachers in front of you and you know like it was more relaxed and laid back you could wear your own clothes and stuff into it it was just fantastic it was a great environment to be in.
0: Was it fellas and girls?
1: Yeah yeah it was a mix of both yeah. and all different ages so you could be in it I think it was from 16 to 20 I'm gonna say 21 I think you could have been in mm. there till But
0: 21 yeah but basically it gave somebody a purpose is that it if they weren't going to school and weren't going to a job or something
1: exactly yeah yeah and like they had counselors and everything in there you know like who you could speak to and and stuff and then they also had career uh, career advisors so from from reach i went on to uh, class to eat out in finglas then and done sports and leisure management out there so it was great like so just because i i didn't finish out school didn't mean it was the end of the world for me either, you know.
0: Yeah, got you back on track. But do you think education needs to be broader than just the academic classes?
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I think because academically, I wasn't, I just couldn't do it, you know. Like, well,
0: but you could do it. Outside. Like you're a bright, you're you're a bright woman. You just weren't interested. Maybe at the time. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm a bright woman, but I'm not the sharpest tool in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I've I just had no interest in it. You know, like, that's kind of me as a person. Like, I either like something and, and I'll stick at it and I, I'll give it everything or else I don't. And, and then I, I'll just, I won't bother doing it or I'll, I'll half do it, you know. And yeah. I don't like half doing things. So, uh, yeah, it was, and I was kind of, I've kind of been like that from, from a very young age, and, and still the same, like haven't changed.
0: Well, meanwhile, the boxing progressed. You joined the boxing club, and you were minding yourself, and you became focused.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. Like, uh, I like in your reach, I was boxing as well, but um, I was just tipping away more so than anything. Like, I'd, I'd no real like aspirations of becoming any anything in boxing, other than just I joined to just. To have something different in my life, and to be doing something, do you know, like mm. and not to be to have to have a different uh, purpose and different friends, if that makes any sense, like because it was more of a when you when you go into a boxing club, it's like a family, and then you're with people who who want something different, who want to, a lot of people wanted to win the Dublin's or an all Ireland or you know like <laughs> uh, stuff like that, whereas I just wanted to be a part of something really.
0: Uh, but you felt a part of it there, which was great. But and uh, clearly, you adapted quickly. You were good at it reasonably quickly.
1: Yeah, I, I was good at it, and that's probably mainly because I used to uh, beat up my older brother when, <laughs> when we were. <laughs> and he'll, he'll tell you that himself. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get away with doing it now, though. That's t- the thing.
0: <laughs> so you you oh, you God. had no, you had no fear of the, of being hit, had you? You can't afford to have a fear of being hit going into boxing.
1: Yeah, no, no. In, in sport, like or in in boxing, like it's like in boxing particularly, like there's more fear of losing than there is of uh, of being hit. You know, like mm-hmm. the fear of uh, losing can be greater than the joy of winning sometimes.
0: Yeah, and you were you were you were progressing. Now, were there many girls in the club when you joined?
1: No, I was the only girl in the club. Was the only the only female in the club? Yeah, it took me a while to get into the club as well because they didn't. Uh, the places around the the inner city weren't taking
0: uh, girls into the clubs. And how did they respond to you when you did join, Kelly?
1: They they let me in and I was there for like the, basically when I joined they thought like right we'll get rid of her now after a while <laughs> and they got me in. I got it. I I had a fight. Uh, I lost my first fight and. They thought, like, right, that's it now. she would be gone. Like, um, But I didn't. I stuck it out because I wanted to come back and I wanted to to win Like, and to, to beat the, the girl who had beat me. Yeah. So it was a year later and I had boxed her and I had beat her. But they, they let me back in anyways. Uh, they let me because I was training separate nights to the men before I had that my first fight. Yeah. And after the first fight, they decided they were going to let me train with, with the rest with, with the club then. And then it kind of just progressed from there. Everybody seen that I kinda of had something, but it was just believing it. Like I didn't think I had anything, to be honest, because I didn't start I didn't start boxing to have anything if if that makes sense. Like yeah. some people start to become a champion and you you, you know, like or in football, people want to get into a league or get onto a, a team, like whereas I was just training like but uh, yeah, it's the best thing that I ever done.
0: And your second musical choice now, Kelly Harrington, is the Wild Colonial Boy. Where does that? Yeah. Where does that come from? So
1: when I was in in Reach, like we were just talking about there, yeah. uh, went, there was a there was a competition on. Uh, I just I, I can't remember where it was now. I think it was over in End, in a college over there or a school over there. It was between. Uh, primary school schools, secondary schools and all their uh, you reaches. Yeah. And uh, I won it. I won it was they normally have the competition just before Paddy's Day. And I won it singing that song and I was delighted. It's, it's I love that song. It's just it's a song that I always sing and great memories. And I actually sang it at the Lord Mayor Lord Mayor's Awards in 2019 with John Sheehan. Uh, did you? And he, yeah, he, he played the harmonica, and I sang that song, and that was a that was also like a great memory. So that song has many many memories because I sing it all over the place when I go away boxing and like I was in America and I was singing it with for all my teammates and stuff. Like it's it's one of the songs that I do love singing. So that's a, a, a great memory for me. Where where
0: that did song you, where, where did you learn the wild colonial boy?
1: Actually, I actually don't know. Like, it's it's crazy. I don't know where I even where I even learned it. Been in your uh, head forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just born with it. I think my ma used to play it when I was in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1.
0: The wild colonial boy, there was, was there a wild street to you in the boxing then, um, or were you controlled? I mean, was there aggression or was it control?
1: Very controlled. I'm a very controlled boxer, Uh Oh, and I'm in situations in in a fight I can calm down. Like if I'm under pressure or if I'm behind, like I I don't lose my head and and go for it. Like whereas you you find that some people do do that, but I kind of don't. I stay calm and composed and I work well under pressure.
0: So Kelly, take us through the championship the world championship of twenty eighteen when you became world champion.
1: Yeah, so it was it was a, a fantastic memory of being away in the World Championships in India with it with the team, and I had five fights, uh, four fights. I got to the final then, and the final was my fifth fight. And I just remember every day when, like, when we were going down, uh, myself, the the coaches, and Bernard, I'd take the speaker. I'd have a speaker with me, and I would take it down and I'd stick on a few tunes, and I always had a uh, the Foggy Dew. Yeah. and it just like sent shivers up your spine and every like there was loads of other teams from all around the world uh and they loved it they loved the music they loved the tunes and i i'd be just like it kind of got me all buzzed up and geared up and it was just it was magic it was a special feeling and i kind i'd play that just before i'd walk out to the ring and i'd be buzzing but i'd be still aware of what was happening around me. I wouldn't like let it over overtake what I was going in to do, if you know what I mean. I was still under control and knew what I had to do, but just yeah, it was just amazing.
0: Yeah. And and when you became world champion, that moment like it was televised live back here. It was the end of a long road because it wasn't easy for you all, all along the way. What were your emotions when you won it? What were, what were you thinking of?
1: It wasn't even like it was just relief. It was just like, oh my God, thank God that's done. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's mad. Like, cause from two thousand sixteen, the worlds in two thousand sixteen in Astana, uh, I had I had settled for a silver out there, and in two thousand sixteen, I had said on RTE, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get a gold. <laughs> and then like going out to the worlds, people was like, now you have to get that gold. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I so reached before I opened my mouth. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered in the in the fight in the finals in India in the last, like going after the fourth round I came back to the corner and I I said to Zor like what what's the story like what what you what you think like and he said it's very very close and I was like oh no way so I knew I had to do something but I remembered how I felt after 2016 final after losing and I just said right I have to work well under pressure here but I got to work so I went back out in the second round and I worked, I was working well and I knew I was in control. I knew I was winning and the third round again, like I knew I was winning because I knew I was shading it. Like, but she was very aggressive and strong and she was coming on to me, like coming on strong. But I was just countering and countering well. And then at the end, like when, like they were, they were calling out the decision and it was taken, taking, taking while and i was like oh no oh no this is a split decision and and the one in astana was a split a split decision as well and all i was thinking was not again not again oh my god i can't like this like i i felt like i had done enough but it was it was a close fight and i was thinking oh god please if there's a god above just let me get through this like and then like they called it a split. And they put my hand up, and it was like in the blue corner, and I was like, "Oh my God, am I in the blue? Oh my God, I'm in the blue!" (laughs) But you know, I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe it. Like I was like, "Oh my God!" Like I've just, I'm just like I'm a world. I'm the world champion. Like and well, like it was just, it was a great feeling. But the relief was just, thank God it's it's thank God I done it. (laughs) I
0: know. (laughs) know, But the joy, the, the joy when you came home as well. Like particularly in the inner city, the joy and the, the pride everyone felt in you was fantastic. That must have given you a hell of a kick as well.
1: It was just you know because I I don't be, I don't go on the internet when I'm in competition, so I didn't really know what was going on back home. Like, and I don't really talk to me man and dad when I'm away either. I try and just. Key, I I Focus, like I just yeah. yeah, that's it. Like I'm just focused, focused until the job is done or or the job is not done <laughs> and then like I'll I, I'll call home. Like but after the fight, like the first thing I done was like I'll come around the corner and I, I called the coaches and I was like, Look, listen, thanks very much for all you have done for me, like and they're like, What? I was like, yeah, thanks very much, like, and they they were like, what, are you for real, like, I was like, yeah, like, I wouldn't have got here without you and without my club coach and all work at home, like, this is fantastic, and they were, like, crying, and I was crying, I was like, where's my phone, where's my phone? I just wanted to ring home to my Matt and dad, like, to tell them I won, <laughs> but of course they knew I won because it was all over the telly, like, and they were like, oh, Jane, they were bawling, like, and they were like, oh, I'm so happy for you, and then they were, like, they were telling me, like, About what was happening at home, and their telly had broke or something. I don't know what happened, what was going on at that time. But it was just the place was absolutely buzzing, like and to be to. It was an amazing for for the inner city. Like I'm an ambassador for the for the northeast inner city with the Dublin City Council, and as an as as a person from the the inner city, I I'm so proud to be able to bring a home for. In our city, you know, and Mm -hmm. all those kids were like, they were just amazed, and the kids in the schools and stuff. Because I've gone around to the schools with the medals and show showing them the medals and telling them that like if I can do it, that anybody can do it if you really want it. Like, but not just in boxing, like in in life in general, in anything you choose to do, it could be a job. Like it doesn't have to be in sport. It could be a, a job if if you want a job bad enough, you'll you'll work hard enough to to get that job that you want or anything
0: <laughs> I know it's a great it's a it's a great message and look at please God next year you'll be back with an Olympic medal to bring around and show everybody we're going to play out with that song that makes you shiver the foggy Jew Sinead O'Connor and the Chieftains Kelly Harrington congrats on all you've achieved and continued success thanks for joining us Kelly
1: thanks Des thanks Des Des's Island Discs on RTE Radio 1